Welcome to Rising Tide Startups, where today's most exciting startup founders share their stories and strategies. They also deliver tangible lessons learned along the way that you can apply to your own startup. Each episode is a true masterclass. Make sure you take notes. Take it away, Kevin. This is Kevin Pro with another episode of Rising Tide Startups, and my guest today is Ami Baum. Ami, thanks for joining us on Rising Tide. Kevin, pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. It's already been a, a just an enjoyable kind of pre-chat uh, just for a couple minutes here, but man, I am anxious to hear your story, and I I have kind of you know stalked you online and and watched other videos you've done, and and you've got a, a remarkable past of. Uh, you know, just a just a veritable treasure trove of experience that we're going to try to d dive into in the next 25 or 30 minutes. But sure. before we do, can you just kind of lay the foundation and and uh, just tell people a little bit about yourself? Sure, be happy to. Uh, uh, I guess it all started uh, when I was 13 years old, 14 years old. And uh, my father used to have a famous saying that a lot of fathers had, you know, what do you think? Money grows on trees. <laughs> uh, right? And yet I, we lived in a middle-class neighborhood and it certainly looked like there were money trees around. And, and you know, I don't know. So we did, we obviously didn't have one. And, um, uh, but that started me thinking and I ended up reading the classic um, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Mm -hmm. And that really got me started in recognizing uh, that. And then a little bit later on in my life, I was uh, just got into, I got into college and I came home and I turned to my dad, hey, dad, I got into college. And he said, hey, great, how are you going to pay for it? I said, what? You know, <laughs> hey, you know, everyone in my community had money put away or parents were paying. And, and so I put myself through college, um, um, which you know, you know, basically taking out a lot of loans and yep. working and doing those kinds of things. But at that moment, I also realized that um, how what what a lot of the fights and arguments were candidly between my mother and father. You know, mm. my father, you know, was on a high wire act without a safety net, and money was he he was a wonderful guy, education. They did have a business, him and his brothers that went bankrupt decades before. Uh, but, you know, he really, um, you know, just didn't have money and, and money became a problem that ultimately destroyed the marriage and mm. then, um, you know, made it challenging for me, frankly, as I yeah. started to go out and live. So, you know, I, I knew at an early age that, you know, I had to really figure out this money thing. I had the financial, you know, all the other stuff, you know, how do, how do I figure out this money thing? And uh, Think and Grow Rich, you know, started me. Um, the, there were a lot of things that it said, you know, what your mind can conceive, you can achieve. That was very valuable. Uh, but probably the number one piece that I took from it was if you help enough other people get what they want, mm -hmm then you'll get everything that you want. And that sort of is my mantra, you know, as I continue to do that. So while I was in college, um, I was running a restaurant uh, with a gentleman whose father was a stockbroker uh, at EF Hutton. You know, when mm -hmm. EF Hutton talks, people listen. Yeah. I didn't know anything about stockbrokery. <laughs> uh, he, 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 he was six months ahead of me. 
He graduates. I got you a job. I said, doing what? <laughs> so I interviewed uh, with the uh, regional manager who came in uh, from out of town. And the infamous question, you know, at that time, I, I guess it still is in these um, uh, times of interviews, uh, you know, well, what's your weakness? And I said, <laughs> perfectly candid. I don't know anything about your business, but I can tell you <laughs> if you've got a good training program, I can learn. Uh, and I'm motivated. Great answer. Yeah, exactly. That's no, what he said. He turned answer. to me and says, I've never had a 24 year old. Uh, you know, I took the six year program out of college, mm -hmm. by the way. You know, yeah. I never had a 24 year old turn, this, right, turn <laughs> this around on me so quickly. You're hired. And yeah. I then proceeded uh, to learn the uh, stock brokerage world, realized it really wasn't what I wanted. Unfortunately, at the time, EF Hutton. Um, was also the pioneer of fee-based money management and financial mm. planning and consulting. And so over the course of time, um, I ended up building a very successful financial service business around uh, helping people get what they want. Initially, it was retirement planning, and then it was estate planning, and then it was um, um, uh, investment planning, obviously, uh, with that. And I began to recognize that uh, the business owner was really the one that I had the most fun with and, and enjoyed the most and, and had most of the problems, you know, how, how to grow the business, ultimately how to sell the business, right. you know, all of those kinds of things. And um, so fast forward for 42 years, I worked on Wall Street, different, uh, it was E.F. Hutton, E.F. Hutton was merged with American Express and Lehman, then I left. One transition, I went from there to Payne Weber. Payne Weber was subsequently bought by the Swiss bank UBS. And on my 65th birthday, um, I walked away to start <laughs> Interchange Capital <laughs> Partners. Now, most people looked at me at the time and says, are you are you okay? What you're crazy. Uh, but you know, I'm a young 65, now 67, 67 and a half. Um, you know, I, I believe in, you know, helping other people get what they want. I've mm. got, you know, I'm very passionate about the work that we do. Um, it didn't hurt that my oldest son, when he was a decade earlier, uh, when he was a sophomore in college, said, you know, tell me what happens with the Baum Consulting Group when you're not there. I mm. said, well, I've got some partners. I'll sell it back to the firm. Why are you asking? Because I never, you know, I, I wanted all three of my kids to do whatever they wanted to do. We were there to support them and help them. Right. He says to me, he says, well, it looks like you've done okay for yourself. I might want <laughs> I follow in that footstep. So we sort of set this plan up where he got some internships and then um, he uh, came to me. He had gotten offers from all kinds of places. And, and he said, Dad, where's your offer? And I says, well, I have a problem. And he said, well, what's the problem? I said, well, I know lots of people who uh, unfortunately have had to live with the albatross of being given something mm. by their parents and they can never get through that and it, for the rest of their life they they're seen as the the kid with the silver spoon in their wow. mouth yeah you know kind That's of thing so and, and and you you wouldn't be able to get successful and so if i am going to make an offer these are the ground rules i'm not going to give you my business 
Mm -hmm. I'm going, you have to be there first thing in the morning, be the last one to leave. And we will work on a new business idea. It really wasn't new, but it was something that we were able to focus on. And, and that focus was to be exclusively looking at helping business owners grow and, and transition and um, with that. And then it worked so well um, you know, we built a program, you know, because one of the questions was, how do you get a 22-year-old? He was 21. How do you help a 21-year-old or go after um, that kind of work? So one of the, I know you work with a lot of people who are trying to figure out how do I get started? Yeah. Uh, and, and this was, I, I talked to a lot of people at the time. And this one gentleman, I had heard about this one gentleman in DC who was much older, but I loved his idea. What he did is he went out and uh, asked to interview uh, the, some of the most successful people in the Washington area. And then he would write up a blurb and put it in a frame and send it off to him. So I turned to Brian, my son, and I said to him, that's what you're going to do. I want you to come up with a list of uh, the most successful people you can think of, whatever you want to do. And within 90 days... He had had a hundred of these interviews. Wow. So this, and, and it makes perfect sense because people love to help other people yep. and people love to tell you their story mm -hmm. and especially the generational issue when you've got, so when young people come to me all the time and say, how do I get started? I said, well, the first thing you want to do is go talk to some of the most successful people in the field that you're interested in and ask them, what did they learn? What are the mistakes that they made? Now that they know what they know, what would they do different? You know, what are the opportunities that they see? So that set him up very well, set us up very well, so that we could then move out of the Wall Street community into a much bigger community to be able mm -hmm. to do more things uh, for these clients. And, you know, our clients traditionally are very significant in their wealth. They have businesses, they've got family issues, they've got ownership issues, yeah. you know, they, and, and they just can't do it all themselves. So we sit at that interchange between those three systems. We sit at the interchange between the known and the unknown to help protect and grow family capital uh, for that. So that Not was- Not just exits. Not just exits. It yeah. started originally as just exits, but the marketplace and the people said, you know, I'm and, and I use me as an example. I'm not ready to exit. You know, I'm mm -hmm. 67. You would think I'm looking for an exit. I know I want an exit at some point, but I, I really want I, I heard this so often through my career when people, especially men, when they got to that point where they were going to retire and they did, they said, you know, I've, I've lost my relevance. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I'm yeah. not relevant anymore. I yeah. can, you know, I, I so I don't want to lose my relevance. I want to continue to be relevant and resourceful. So what we recognize is that people want to also grow as well as exit. Certainly they mm -hmm. exit because they're interested in financial security and they're interested in making sure, but there's also another underlying piece that's with them. So we work with family businesses at every stage from beginning to the 
where they're getting started, help growing, ultimately succeed, you know, with that. So we have four different divisions. We have our uh, business consulting, where we help businesses grow and scale. We have our family advisory, because when you're dealing with family businesses, it's a lot of moving from generations to generations. There's a lot of family advisory work with that. Then there's a whole suite of family office services, you know, around that. And then we also have an M&A advisory because clearly when it comes to succession um, and there, there's a need for capital, there's a need for liquidity. And so we've pretty much created a horizontal um, solution so that if wherever you are, um, you can plug into us. And if we can help you, um, you know, we're more than happy to try to do that. Our whole motto is we want clarity. It's really our brand promise. We want to make sure you have clarity. We'll make sure you have understanding and we will make sure you move into action and, right. have, and have an action plan. So Interchange Capital is two and a half years old, even though it's as my son said to us when we left on my 65th birthday from UVS is, yeah, we're like a startup with 42 years of experience. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so it's been a fun Absolutely two and a half true. years to be independent and, uh, um, and, and it's been great so far and we've been able to you know, help a lot of other people get what they want. And at the same time, um, you know, we've been able to build our capabilities, build, you know, this, our confidence and our, like that. So yeah, that's the story. That is, uh, I mean, that, that is one of the most comprehensive intros I think <laughs> I've ever had in 250 episodes, but I, it's interesting because you're, you truly are like, you know, you're preempting the the different facets we wanted to go through with the episode, but you like right. answered those, you know, through the through the whole thing because I, everything you said, it's it's I, I what I really appreciated about the depth of what you said was that you you kind of gave the why behind so many of the decisions you made, you know, the the, the paths you took. Um, I mean, I love the the whole idea of thinking through, you know, onboarding your son into the business and. What does it look like? You know, what's the best path, you know, to, to set him up to succeed? You know, when you were talking about, you know, your, your father saying, there's no money tree here for your, for your school. You've got to go make it happen. I mean, every, nothing happened, you know, everything happens for a reason. And then those pieces were in place. You can now look back and think, you know, they were just, just stepping stones or building, you know, foundation stones that, that were laid to give you that 42 year runway, you know, yeah. but you, you had to, you had to put in the graft and the, oh, there was, the hard they, work. Right. You know, people look at it and, and it's really important that people understand it. I, I love the, this idea. You've seen the cartoon that shows someone at the, the pinnacle, if you will, and, mm -hmm. you know, um, and it looks like, Oh, they got this straight line, but no, it's, it's a lot yep. of alleys there. You know, if my wife was here, she would tell you, you know, we've been married for 40 years. She would tell you, I can tell you the times that he came <laughs> home and, you know, and, and, and it was hard and it, you know, it's about, it's a story of, persistence it's a story of perseverance like every entrepreneur like every successful person yeah. you know you see the tip of the iceberg you know ever underneath it it takes a lot of hard work it takes uh, a dedication you have to have your why mm -hmm. you have to have you know there's a great uh, richard bach i think that's name says you know you 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 wouldn't be given god wouldn't have given you a plan 
you you have a plan but you're going to have to work for it too often i think people look out there and say well you know just give it to me mm -hmm. well you can be given it but you got to work yep. you've got to be able to figure it out which means you're going to have to learn the most important lesson, which is how quickly can you get back up on the horse mm. when you've been kicked off? And, and you, you will know, get that, kicked that, off. That's and right. you will get kicked right. off. Yeah. You're going to have ups and downs. And mm -hmm. to your point, and everybody will tell you this, the, the failures is where you learn so much. Mm. You know, success yeah. is great. Failures yeah. is where you learn a lot. That's you also know, what you remember the longest is, is sure. the, it's the right. thing you messed up, but it's the, the whole idea of, of, uh, you know, I'm thinking of athletes or, or lottery winners or whatever that just come into a large amount of money, you know, out of nowhere. I mean, three years later, they're broke again. It's, I mean, it's, it is, uh, it, it's a difficult, difficult path, but I, uh, I, I wanted to, to kind of dissect a little bit, some of the things you said. I mean, sure. the, the interesting thing is that the path that you took, you know, kind of built on itself and it, it kind of, I guess, revealed itself as you're kind of floating down the river. You never got out of the, out of the financial services stream. You never got out of that. You know, everything was like a need that presented itself and you thought, well, let's, let's capitalize on this. You know, let's, yeah. let's do this. Even the, the latest endeavor that you and your son have started, right. you know, it's exactly, uh, you know, you saw a problem and saw an itch that needed to be scratched and, yep. and you did it. So, Let's let's talk about that since you know in the last two and a half years. I mean, um, obviously you had a good foundation, you know, that to start with, and you probably had clients, you know, yeah, from exactly. your other companies that you you could work with. But it's it is, you know, exits. I mean, if you just did nothing but help people exit, you know, that could have probably kept you busy. But you know, you know, you, yeah, you but, have to do the, the full issue, service. It's, here. Well, yeah. it's interesting that you say that because part part of the you know, and I, I talk to a lot of people, I mentor a lot of people all the time. And, you know, the first question I ask them is, what problem are you going to solve? Mm. So it was interesting because we thought that exit was the problem. It turned out, yeah, it was something, it was a problem, but it wasn't the problem that they really had. The problem they really had was, how can they grow the company big enough to get to the exit in yeah. some cases? Yeah. So that was one. The other problem is how do I get the exit to the next generation? Mm -hmm. You know, I'm okay, but how do I get it to the next generation? Do I even have a next generation? If I don't have family, do I have a management team? Do I have a strategic partner? So, so, by listening to the market and paying attention to the market and constantly asking what problem are we solving and going to the marketplace to ask them, what mm -hmm. is it mm -hmm. that is your biggest obstacle? What, what is it that you're losing sleep over? Yeah. What is it that you can't seem to get done? You keep asking that question over and over and over again to the right people. They're going to tell you. You know, one of my favorite questions, series of questions uh, that uh, I've used comes from Dan Sullivan. I don't know if you're familiar mm -hmm. with Dan Sullivan and Strategic Coach. I've been involved yep. with it for almost two decades now. And the Dan, Dan Sullivan has these questions. Uh, the first one is, if we're sitting here three to five years from today, what has to happen 
so that you are going to be happy with your progress personally and professionally. So that's a great question in of itself to get someone to start thinking and talking. But then the next question is, what dangers or fears would you like to eliminate if you could? All mm. of a sudden, now you're getting market intel. Yeah. What opportunities would you like to capture over that period of time? And then what are the strengths that you have that you want to continue to develop? That's market research right there. That's how if you keep asking those questions, you will be fine problems to solve. And then as what entrepreneurs do is they find more efficient and effective ways to solve the problem. So you're right. We started out with this idea. Well, it's obvious exit. Everyone, that's their big problem. It is their big problem, but they weren't they they didn't want to focus on that mm. because it was so far away, it was so involved, they really had to focus on, well, I've got my employees, I've got my customers, I got I got to make sure that my value is there. I've got my or my do I have the right people in place? Do I have the right processes? Do I have the right execution? What's my cash flow? Those are the kinds of things that they were focusing on. And until we recognize that, um, we we were we were frankly missing a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And as soon as we realized, oh, let's pull back. And what's great about it is my son was trying to tell me this for a while and I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> you know, he because at that, you keep talking about exit and succession planning. I yes, it's important. Yes, there's a lot of companies that want that, but a lot of companies are still very much interested in growing mm. and protecting as well. So yeah. Um, yeah, part of being an entrepreneur is paying attention and uh, looking at the market, figuring out what problems there are to solve, and then don't stop because that's the beauty of entrepreneurism. That's the beauty of, you know, this whole process is to be able to go out there and keep solving problems, helping other people get what they want with your skill set and with what we call your unique ability, right. which is one right. of the things I know we're going to get to some stuff at the end, Yeah, uh, yeah. but that's going to be one of them trying to identify what it is that, you were put on this earth for you weren't put here by accident in my opinion yeah there's a no, much grand design here yeah. you have to figure out well what was i put here what 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 are the things that i i'm passionate about that i love to do that i would do for free mm. if someone didn't pay me for and every one of your listeners and every one of your viewers have it but they just don't pay attention to it they sort of get caught in the nine to five, you know, well, yours don't because they're starting to recognize that there's, a, you know, another way of viewing things. Yeah. I, there's a, there's a book called halftime um, by a guy named Bob Buford that talks about moving, you know, moving from success to significance, Correct. you know, at the, at the end of the, of the, the process and then, you know, and I, one thing I hadn't really thought about until you, you mentioned it earlier is the, um, or at least you talked around it anyway, about that whole idea of it's not just succession planning, it's not just exit, it's also kind of coaching business owners on what does the next phase of life look like? I mean, it, it's like you're a life coach too. I mean, you're a, you know, you're a, you're a mentor, you're coaching them on what their next phase looks like when they're not, they don't have their hands in the middle of their business type thing. So and is that a big part of it? That, that, and then also the next generation. 
Yeah, and, for and sure. helping them identify what their strengths are, what their opportunities are. And then, you know, the, the work that I enjoy the most is the family advisory space where mm -hmm. you're really helping both generations. One generation is getting ready to let go and generally let it, willing to let go very carefully with a lot of trepidation. You know, some of them never let go. And then you've got the younger generation who's chopping at the bit, you know, just, you know, with all kinds of energy and enthusiasm, but with their own fear, do they really know how to do that? And then helping both of that generational work be able to do it because a lot of times, and we see this often with multifamily generational businesses, you know, if you start bringing in the next generation, you've got more mouths to feed. Yeah. If you're not growing your business, you know, you, you've got that issue. So yeah, coaching is a very, you know, we call it consulting coaching. There's no doubt in trying to help people to get what they want is a major portion of what we do at Interchange Capital Partners. They may not have even ever been asked that question. They may never really even thought about it. They just assume that, well, now it's time to golf, fish, play with grandkids, whatever. But yet. And that, for some, you know, that's hard. I talked to one gentleman. He says, you know, that's all he was wanted to do. Mm -hmm. But he was in the minority. Yeah. Most most people, as I said, when they retire, um, they regret Mm. they regret it their mm. their identity is tied up in the business that is so you know, everything around that um you know they start worrying about money mm -hmm. more so you know one of the nice things about owning a business I, I you hear it all the time well i can always go get another customer you know <laughs> kind of thing <laughs> i can always create a new widget i can find yeah. a new service i mean yeah. i'm all you know so the, the the financial security aspect of retirement you know becomes uh, and it's interesting because he used to think there was a threshold you know uh but i've been doing this long enough i can tell everyone out there that people who make tens of millions of dollars still think don't have financial, cash they, they don't feel financially <laughs> secure you know with it they're yeah. you know it's, it's all uh, relative it's all it's all relative, all relative exactly. yeah well, I, you, you have already kind of done this throughout the entire podcast, but I, I really want to kind of hone in a little bit and really drill down on uh, just one or two, you know, this is kind of our mentor moment segment of the podcast, but just over, over the course of time or the course of your experience, I mean, there's always, you know, three or four things, but, but I just want to, let's focus on maybe the top two things that you think of right now that you yeah. think would really help, you know, leaders, uh, founders, CEOs, um, you know, just somebody that's starting a company and, and trying to lead a team to to accomplish good things. What are one or two things just well, the, really the come first, to mind? The, the first thing is clarity. Mm. You real the, you you need to have clarity. You need you know. I had clarity from an early age. You know, money didn't grow on trees. I don't buy that BS dad. I'm going to go find. Mm. I'm going to figure out how somebody did that. So that was in the beginning. And then, but as time goes on, having clarity around what it is that you want your life to look like, 
We are the creators of our life. I was having a conversation yesterday and so I said, oh, worrying about, you know, the future and how bad the markets and wars and this grid and the future and the world's going to come to an end. And I said, you know what? If you keep talking that way, your world will come to an end. I don't talk that way. I, I look out there in the world and, and create the world that I want. And the way you go about creating the world that you want is first and foremost to have clarity. So that's the first step. You must have clarity. Now, sometimes in order to have clarity, once you have clarity, then you need courage. Mm. Because sometimes you're going to say, oh, my God, it it took, I didn't realize it at the time, but it didn't sort of ridiculous amount of courage to walk away from this huge safety net that I had built for, for sure. 42 years and go start uh, Interchange Capital Partners. Mm -hmm. So clarity. You're one of those guys who are afraid you're going to run out of money. That's what it was. You know, yeah, <laughs> we all worried we run out of money. You know, you want it with it. So clarity is most important. Having the courage to be able to make the decision is something that, you know, and, and it was easier for me because at that moment I had my wife and my kids and I had people around me to help support. A lot of times you'll hear people talk about, oh, don't tell anybody about your dreams and your aspirations. And that's nonsense. Tell people about it. Get the support that you need for that. And then the last piece of that I would give to you is that concept of unique ability. Mm. You, know, you, you are very special. You, you have to find your special sauce. What's your special sauce? What it is that's unique to you. And what's interesting about that is what is unique to you, you don't even acknowledge. You dismiss it. Yep. You think, oh, everybody's got it. You know, or you get angry at somebody else because they don't do it a particular way and really what's happening is well that's your unique ability you know how to do this mm. and they're not doing it so instead of you getting angry with them for not doing it your way understand that's your unique way of doing it. that's your secret sauce your special and so the advice i would give to people is first recognize that it's something that you're very passionate about something you would do for free something that energizes you. So you can take a look at everything that you do. And if you walk away feeling more energized, then you know, oh, that's part of my unique ability. If you walk away and you got a backache and your stomach's turning and you got a headache and you got to run to the bar to get a drink, guess what? That's not your unique ability. So the best lesson is start identifying those things that are not your unique ability. Too often people try to go to, well, what's my purpose? What's my unique ability? And I learned that if you can start Xing, well, it's not this, it's not this, it's not this, not, oh, it's this. Oh, it's this. And then start to make that commitment that you're going to spend 80% of your time in that unique ability mm. space. Like the what is it that you are yeah. uniquely able to do yeah. that you're passionate and love to do? Uh, for that. So clarity, courage is always important. And then what is it that you're uniquely able to do? And then find the biggest problem that you're comfortable out there to solve. What a way to wrap us up today. Uh, what a, what a, what a great, uh, great chance just to sit down and, 
And uh, I mean, we I felt like we've kind of dipped into a pretty deep well here today. And and uh, this is I and I think this is just the first scoop out of the well. We're going to have to have you back on because I know you've got a lot more stories and yeah. and uh, anecdotes that would certainly be be helpful to our audience. But now I just want to thank you for uh, taking time today and and just sharing your story. And and really, like I said, just that we just now have heard that the tip of the iceberg of the of the bomb legacy that we would, we'd like to hear the rest of the story as Paul Harvey would say later, but <laughs> right. yeah, I mean, thank my you pleasure. again for Kevin, uh, just being pleasure. on. Thank you so much for having me. And I hope that uh, your listeners and viewers uh, um, found some value in it. And I'm sure you'll let them know how to reach me if they, if they need to, or want to. Um, you know, so We'll, we'll certainly do that. To, in the tell show them to notes. make sure they heard just so that I know, because people call, just make sure when they reach out that they mention your name in Rising Tide so that I know where it came from. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you again, Ami. And uh, just once again, for just playing your part and helping all boats rise in a rising tide. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Another episode in the books. We hope you heard some great takeaways. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes and YouTube. As always, thanks for listening to Rising Tide.